Welcome to Return to Oswald. I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Brandon Nascar. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm great. Eh, I'm all right. Nah, don't be like that. <laughs> I'm great. I'm going to start calling you Tony the Tiger. I'm great. <laughs> I ain't that great. I think you are. Personally. This episode jumped to like 17 different storylines in 58 minutes. There was a lot of stuff going on in this episode. I can't wait, baby. I can't wait, Scar. And a lot of revisionist history. I'm, yeah, I'm, well, I'm good personally. Um, But as far as the episode goes, I, I would, at first I was calling this a lot of filler. But I think it's more of a bridge mm-hmm. where it's just there's not much happening on this bridge. But like once you get to the other side, it's going to set up some things. Um, so I, I guess on, on that end, I don't I don't think it's a terrible episode, but it there's not there's not a whole lot that you can really like, you know, sink your teeth in. You know, what I mean, like there's not there's not really a whole lot that happens here. I um. I don't, uh, for the listeners, we are on uh, season four, episode seven, uh, A Town Without Pity. And as Scar has mentioned before, this is a longer season. Um, There are 16 episodes in this season. And this would have usually been the episode right before the season finale. Y'all realize that? Yep. This would have usually been that point. But instead, what we get in this season is something that we wouldn't get in any other season, which is time. You know, we get time to actually uh, build and and flesh out stories and stuff like that, which is why it is so mesmerizing to me. That even with those options, even with us having the opportunity to uh, flesh out stories and take your time and all that kind of stuff, they're still zooming through Oz without any regard for if something or not something makes sense or not uh yep. for for example at the beginning of this episode uh and 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 this wasn't even this part of the episode made me upset because it wasn't like they were zooming through because the the things that they were talking about showed that it was nearly right after uh the the previous episode in the previous episode uh Cyril had a was in a coma from um, his, from, from overdosing. Um, Now, I guess time did move on because they, instead of him being in the hospital ward, in the medical ward, he was back in his cell and he was walking around and everything was good. But Saeed came over to Ryan and asked him, Hey, how's your brother? Ryan was like, you know, he's good. He's out the coma. He's, he's back. Everything's good. And he left. And then Ryan gets into line in the lunch line and Schillinger or Ryan is serving in the lunch line and Schillinger asks him, Hey, um, heard about your fuck buddy, your, your lover, whatever it may have been. And he was like, what the fuck you say? And he was like, you know, Dr. Nathan. So Ryan throws food at him and that starts a fight between Schillinger and Ryan. It was a completely useless fight. Yeah, absolutely. There was nothing, there was absolutely nothing of substance to this at all. 
the only that reason part. for this fight in the storyline was so then uh, the police could pull them apart and Claire could, could confront Ryan. Ryan called her a clit. Uh, words mean things, Ryan. Like, is, is that the best one you can do? I mean, like, y'all white folks are fond of calling people cunts. I hear it all the time in, on the gentleman and shit. So a clit, really? But um, he calls her a clit and she turns to the other cop and she, he's, she's like, I got him. And so she drags him away and we think she's going to beat his ass. But no, she drags him into the bathroom and starts sucking his dick. Where's the timeline in this? Claire literally just got into into Emerald City the last time we saw her. And and there's a there's a part. No, no. She's been in Emerald City. She's the only one left. She's one of the only few. No, they moved her into Emerald City because McMahon complained about there not being any white people in there, remember? She said that in the last episode. She was like, because y'all said something, thanks, I'm getting moved into Emerald City. But that was a couple of episodes ago. That wasn't like like last Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't, so, you know, time in Oz. But there's a a word that, that, that is said during this exchange that lets us know that some time has passed. Because she gets him in the bathroom and he says, blow me. And she says, again? Yeah. And that lets you know that some time has passed because obviously they've built some sort of relationship in, in the in between episodes. So we don't know how long it's been, really been in between episodes. Long enough for Cyril to come out of his coma and be okay. But also long enough for him to strike up a fucking relationship with old dick tits. It makes sense to me. She seems like the type of person that would fuck inmates. Definitely. And and fall head over heels with anybody as shown with her and uh, McManus. Yep. And so it got to the point where uh, I, I, I wrote this down. And I just want to say it because <laughs> it made me laugh then. It makes me laugh now. Time is an ever whimsical presence in Oz, I tell you. <laughs> Because we don't know what the fuck is going on. Nikolai is convinced that when he gets back to Emerald City, Ryan is going to have him killed. Why he thinks that instead of thinking Hoyt is going to fuck him up, I don't know. But Querns goes to talk to Ryan. Querns tells Ryan that if anything happens to Nikolai, Ryan's ass is a grass. And Ryan was like, so if anything happens to him in Emerald City, I'm going to get in trouble? Got it. So the next time that Ryan and Claire are fucking in the bathroom... Ryan asked her if she loves him. I don't I don't understand. Okay, so <laughs> I'm I am a man that is sufficiently endowed. I'm just prefacing that. Me too. I don't get the I don't get the logistics of how they were pulling this this thing off. The way they were standing. I don't get how they were pulling this off. Uh, I like mean, I don't understand. Like I, I have no idea how they were making that thing that the way that they were standing and having sex the way that they were making that work i have no fucking idea how that was happening it's not the size of the ship it's the motion of the ocean i guess i mean he must be motherfucking mr fantastic like this shit makes no fucking sense at all yeah that's dick breaking right there yeah so she he asked claire if if she loves him fuck you and claire says you know i do and she said, and he says, do you love me enough to do anything I ask you to? If an inmate says, do you love me enough to do anything I ask you to? Pull him out of your pussy. Pull up your pants. Go talk to the warden. Yeah, run as fast as you can to the warden. Especially run. if it's Snake Boy. 
Why? Maybe you want to do what he asks you to do. I, does she though? I mean, I mean, I guess he got that Mr. Fantastic, bro. Like, right? I, I mean, she had plenty of time to think about this. She did. You know, it was a spur in a moment, like do it, and then she just went and did it right after they got done fucking. It was well. I, I think no, that no, no, no. he told no, her. No, no. I think he, he told, told her what he wanted her to do because she came back to their their pod and told him this is when he's getting back to Emerald City. And yeah, she, he was she like, "Okay, now time, do the move." Yeah, she that's had plenty true. of time to think it through, and she made a rash de- a decision, informed decision. It wasn't under duress. I think that the moral of this story or that the COs are the worst. Yep, I mean we've been saying that though. Yeah, Brandon. absolute worst. Brandon's always been on point with that one. I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I heard you. So for some reason, Nikolai, and this again is out of no fucking where. For some reason, Nikolai has asked Querns, before I go back in Emerald City, can I take a bath? And he cleans away them sins before he dies. He you already know? got the rabbi and now he wants to take a bubble bath. And so... Querns uh, lets him go into the hospital therapy room. Claire advises Ryan of this information, and Ryan, like we said, tells her that she knows what to do. So what she does is she tells the CO that's guarding the therapy room that she's there to escort Nikolai back to Emerald City. The CO lets her in. They're the only two in the room. The CO let her in. There's nobody else around, and for some fucking reason, there's still no goddamn cameras anywhere. Right. She goes over to Nikolai, who's laid back in a bubble bath. There's literally a fucking rubber ducky. And now she gives him the rubber ducky. But there's a rubber ducky in the room. Yes. So it's for Cyril. I'm sorry. So, she, <laughs> so he says, I'm really relaxed. And he asks for five more minutes because the bubble bath is so relaxing. She says she has something that will relax him even more and gives him a hand job. Born to hand job, baby. And man, does he pop off real fucking fast? Well, I mean, if you're in jail and you ain't had a hand job in a long time, it don't take much. You're I mean, real you relaxed can... because you're getting a bubble bath, and this this woman comes in and she's like, "Yo, I know it'll relax you even sooner." And without even thinking about, it, she gives you a hand job. Me personally, I'm like, "Don't, don't, don't get, don't get soap in my dick." All that shit stings. That's not a bad way to go out. Nutting and then getting electrocuted. At least you got the nut one last time. <laughs> one more time. Um, so she he nuts, and then she gives him a rubber ducky and said, this is from Ryan. I would have tried to get out the tub right then. Uh, exactly. Because why is this woman giving me a rubber ducky and letting me nut and saying this from, from Ryan? But instead, she takes an electric hand dryer and drops it into the tub with him, murdering him. Then she walks out of the room and tells the CO, I think something happened to Nikolai. You might want to get somebody in here. Here's what should have happened next. The other CO should have alerted the rest of the COs and ran in there and saw a fucking soaking wet electric hand dryer still plugged in in the tub with him and arrested Claire. Yeah, because ain't nobody see the fucking lights flicker or nothing. Just who's in here with them? Just her. Just There's her. No reason to electric to 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 assume Claire did it. These prisoners kill themselves all the time. True, but at least make her a suspect. 
I mean, he. I mean, he kills himself. He just got. He just got himself absolved by a member of the clergy. And we all know if you're, if you're, if you're about that life, if you take your own life, you going to slam the hell. That's yeah. Like I think he was. You know, it seemed like he was worried about going to hell. So why would he kill himself? Like and that would be. That would be the question that I would be asking. And he's like, I don't want to go in there because I don't want to die. So why kill yourself? They never even look at her as a suspect. They don't look at anything. Yeah, she just, and then she walks through and like, if, I mean, even Cyril can see like this bitch did something. Like she's <laughs> winking at the nigga. She yeah. walks back in and is seen by Cyril winking at uh, Claire who, or Ryan is seen. First of all, Ryan makes a mistake of fucking taunting Querns like, hey, he died outside of M City, hey? And then he's winking at Claire and Claire does this big ass. I don't really know how to wink, but I've been practicing my hardest wink. <laughs> right. Like if there was a sound effect, the Brandon, Brandon, the only connection, the only comparison I can make for the way that he winked at her or the way she winked at him was the way that Spike winked at Icebox and fucking little giants after Spike knocked out the quarterback. <laughs> no, no, I think it's I think it's similar to like when you have like those comedy skits where the person uh, is winking at someone and they say wink and they're yep. like well you don't if you're winking you don't have to say that you're winking no wink wink and I like understand they, what you're saying wink <laughs> like I'm shocked. that's basically I'm, I'm shocked the she bitch did didn't every- give him finger guns like <laughs> <laughs> yeah she- she did everything but actually say wink. <laughs> Killed that nigga. Wink. <laughs> so after that, uh, Schillinger comes into death row and disrespects Moses um, by dropping his mail on the ground. Leroy comes in right behind him and disrespects Miles by dropping his chicken nuggets on the ground. Now that these two things are connected at all, it's just something that happens. Um, I think I think it's... Um... It's leading to the racial stuff. Well, yeah, 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 it is. I thought it was funny. Me too. But if you know, I was just... a white supremacist, that's what I would do. And if I hated white, if I hated white supremacists, I'd do what Leroy did. And so um Moses goes to see his lawyer, and he finds out at this point in time that uh he's his deni- his appeal's been denied. Um so then he comes back to a cell on the row. Um, and because they tell, because his lawyer tells him, you know, the Supreme Court, it may take like a year for that to come into fruition. Um, which is cool because what we really want is a judge to die. Yeah. So then you got a better chance. So, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got, you know, you got something in front of you to look forward to. All you got to do is hope this motherfucker dies. And, um, you should be just fine as far as we can tell. So Moses goes back to his cell after hearing this news from his lawyer. Uh, and Miles is in there painting. And I just... I... They're just like, yo, let's just make him the worst person in here. Exactly. Like like, they, like clearly worse. I mean, because the worst person in there is 100% Schillinger. Yes. But like, but like, let's make him seem like the worst person in here. 
Eagles. And it's just like they're not even they're not even trying that make hard. Make who seem like the worst person? Miles. The, the, Miles. They just like, they make him like the worst person. He's just another no, racist in us. No, but they make they're like make like making him seem like he's terrible, right? Let him say something terrible. Like huh? this. Huh? Yeah, but he's just racist. Well, I'm he's, calling you black boy. But while you were downstairs with your legal I beagle, this is hilarious. I thought shit. Me too. There's a whole bunch of other names I can use. Nigger, of course. Or coon. That's so good. Jigaboo. Spear chucker. Spatza. Moulinyan. But I settled on Negro. Negro. <laughs> Got a kind of. That is great. Negro is the Spanish word for black. So Negro. 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 So this, he settled okay. on the least racist word. But then he starts using it in a way that's just going to drive into his ears because it can be said quickly and repeatedly. But here's the thing. I can't I can't wait for y'all to see how this plays out. He's like, digging through the goddamn fucking, wall. I can't fucking wait. I, like, I can already think of how this This is already happen. bullshit. So you're trying to tell me all the racism in Oz and this white man calling you Negro makes you want to dig through the wall? I mean, but I mean, in, in he already defense. remember he was already an asshole to him and made him punch a fucking wall, made him punch a center block wall with his bare fucking hand full force. Like, so this dude is already under his skin. So, but and also, there's nobody else in there now. Natalie's dead. Uh, the, the white woman is dead. Sure, it's just it's Shirley's dead. It's just the two of them. And so he doesn't get to turn to anybody else and talk. There's nobody to tell them to shut the fuck up. It's complete silence in there, except for this dude calling him Negro. Negro, Negro, Negro. Right. He, he, he almost hit a he almost hit a full Ricola. Like him, he almost hit a full Ricola commercial. Niggas must die. Niggas must die. Niggas must die. Negro. Negro. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't wait for y'all to see how this plays out. Oh my god! But this nigga pulled out a shank and was like, "I'm gonna dig through this wall and whoop your yeah. ass." Yeah, my, your man's in the kitchen stashing ice picks. Like, where the fuck did he get the ice pick from? He know. just all of a sudden the nigga just had an ice pick. He it's had an like, ice pick where his heart used to be. Oh. Uh, or I'm sorry, Negro. Uh, so, and I'm still, I'm still laughing. I'm sorry when this nigga pulled a shank out and started digging through the wall, and the wall is like, you got it because the wall starts falling away immediately. Yeah, <laughs> like it looks, it looks like the walls in the in the floors made out of ice. Right? Right, because the mole can get through this shit real fucking with easy. a spoon. With right, <laughs> he's literally digging the top of the. He's digging the the rocks, uh, the concrete away from his floor the way I scoop off a piece of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, it's like it. It looks like cinder blocks, but it's it's clearly sheet styrofoam. No, it's, it's, I would say it's sheetrock. Like you know, because sheetrock once you get into it, it it I mean it breaks apart pretty easily. But it's, now, it's clearly sheetrock. 
Now, something else that was confirmed in this episode, which we already, I had already suspected, and I think we were all on the same page, but it was clearly confirmed in this episode, is that if you get a background story, you're either going to be enhanced or you're going to die. Eli Zabitz finally got a background story in this episode. That's the guy who told Beecher that Keller kidnapped his kids. Let me tell you something about about old Zabitz. Clearly, Buster Poindexter went to the Leon School of Overacting. I thought it was great. He was so overacting. Like, he, I mean, it was like, I mean, who wrote this episode, Dave Chappelle? Like, it's so, like... Everything is just like wink, you know what I mean? Like everything, Finger guns. yeah. Everything in this episode is like so completely overdone, and it's just like, come on, man! Like, are you fucking serious? Like, so, and, and we, we'll get to the we'll get to the fucking the the fucking Adamese song later. Like, who the fuck wrote this episode, dog? Apparently, so, in the Holocaust, they dug the prisoners dug tunnels with spoons to escape the Nazis. So maybe that's the thing. And I don't think that they're the places that they were placed in where they stoned. I don't know. I don't know what they were made out of. I don't know what the ground was made out of. I don't know anything about and the Holocaust know, other than the fact that it was fucked up and that it happened. Why? It's, and, it's, and it's you always think, white folks saying the Holocaust didn't happen. And and you know, and it's, it's also you think about the, the things for the Holocaust and, and you know, uh, really terrible situation um, um, but like you would think that the places that they decided to put the Jews were created in haste so yeah. they weren't really using the best of material. Look at this. And, and Man uses spoon to break out a Russian maximum security prison. This is 2013. He probably saw it on Oz. A 33 year old Oleg Topolov escaped prison using a single a single spoon to dig a hole through his cell ceiling. So he went through the ceiling. I mean, it happens, it, it happens, it happens in prison architect too. The, the, the I just, there. but I mean, the thing that got me, and we'll get to the mole later on, but God damn it, just put him on the second floor. Yeah. He about to get out there and save um, and go be, this man going to escape prison just to go be with fucking Rebido. Rebido. So, um, Zavitz was convicted on April 1st, 1996 of aggravated assault. He was, he just looked old when he was assaulting these people. He was a chef and his, uh, he was, a and his executive chef told him to do something and made him feel bad. So he looked at him and Jay would have gotten a kick out of him out of this. He looked at him and basically said, he's about to have an accident and walked, <laughs> over, <laughs> and walked over and threw fucking hot grease in his face. Yeah. He did like that was that was that was worse than Al Green, bro. Ooh. At least he just got grits. So grits. Um, sentence in nine years, he's up for parole in six. So Eli talks to Keller in the library, and Keller asks Eli how his daughter's teeth are doing. Eli should have saw that this is a bad thing, but he's too proud to say, you know, he's proud to say, my daughter, every tooth is now a pearl. And Keller says, you know, I'm going to kill you for telling Beecher that I kidnapped his kids. It ain't going to happen today. I'm going to whack you eventually. Right. <laughs> Which is the best torture in the world to a coward. 
I'm going to kill you when you least expect it. I'm going to whack you eventually. So this one is such a coward. And he's such a coward that he fucks up immediately. He goes and asks Schillinger for protection. Then Eli tells Vern that if he doesn't protect him, he's going to tell the COs that Vern is the one who paid him to lie to Beecher. Why the fuck would you, why does anyone ever say that? Why does why do people why tell leverage? Why do people tell the, the people always like broadcast their intentions? Right. Like like real G's moving silence like lasagna like nigga I I don't understand this. Like yo, protect me. Now fuck you. I and then you go tell. Not if you don't protect me, I'm going to go tell because so, now so Adebisi is the only real G in this whole fucking prison. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. It, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like House of Cards. Well, no, like- no, no, he's not. Because Adebisi went straight to Mondo in the last episode and told him exactly what Aretha told him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Supreme Allah, get it, Supreme, get it, to, get it right. Right, I said, I said, my bad. Supreme Allah. Yeah, get it right. So uh, Eli tells. Uh, Schillinger that if he doesn't help him out he's going to snitch. Schillinger's like you're blocking my shot. <laughs> and so uh, Vern uh, I don't know why these people don't just snitch. At least if you're going to die take somebody down with you. you go, That's what we're like, saying. You think Schillinger going to take kindly to your threats? Right. Of all people? Just and, go tell the hacks. And, and what, then, what I, are you going to The gonna, reason why this happens because I did this. Schillinger did it. Well I mean honestly what trouble are you going to get in from for saying to Beecher that Keller kidnapped his kid? I was wrong. I apologize. You know who actually did it? It was it was Schillinger. Schillinger paid me to say it. I said it. I apologize for saying that to him. Nobody died in the making of this lie. Can I go to protective custody? Can I get a bubble bath? Can I get a bubble bath? Hey, I heard that when I get a bubble bubble bath, I get a handy with it, so. So. And also a hand dryer, so be careful. Well, they're all out of hand dryers now. So, um, Vern says, all right, I'm going to protect you. And Eli actually believes this shit. Like, if you make somebody say they're going to help you out of duress, please don't believe them. But Eli walks away and Vern immediately tells Robson, kill him. And then he tells the other, the fucking, the other Aryans, hey, I get to get another shot. Because <laughs> he distracted me. <laughs> what the fuck they gonna say? Lay whelp. So Eli's in the stockroom of the library when Keller comes in ready to kill him. I guess it's like the next day. Keller didn't wait long at all. Nope. Because um, one thing we know, the Keller is impatient. Yes. So the library stock room is in an L shape and Keller's like, you know, I've been in here. I got stabbed in here once. You shouldn't be in here. And Eli's like, no. So he goes down the hall back to the other entrance of the L shaped uh, stock room where Robeson walks in. He looks at Robeson and he's like, all right, cool. You kill him. And Robeson's like, nah, Vern wants me to kill you. And Keller's like, nah, Robeson, I'm here to kill him. This is my kill, which sounds like Scar now when we used to play Call of Duty. This yeah. is my kill. And it's like, why did why the fuck didn't they rock, paper, scissors or something? Like right. well, and, and at some point, Robeson should have just been like, all right, you got it. You got it. This is your world. But 
Instead of either one of them getting a chance to do it, Eli realized he's between two killers and he dies of a heart attack. He dies like Pee Wee Herman did in fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie. Like, he does. It's so dramatic. Like, come, come on. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Like, he definitely went to the Leon school of overacting. And so, Robeson and Keller look at each other and they're like, fuck it. Later. I did, dog. All right, bro. I'm going to holler at you in the lunchroom. All right, cool, cool. Peace, peace. And they leave. <laughs> peace, God. <laughs> <laughs> this, this dude having a heart attack you said leon school of acting it really did remind me of something that would have happened brandon you remember hulk hogan's movies no holes bars with zeus Nah, not that one the one where um was it no it was no holds barred where the dude shits on himself <laughs> dookie <laughs> dookie <laughs> <laughs> that's what this shit reminded me of as far as acting is that dookie no but i'm saying i'm saying leon the leon school of overacting in oz because leon overacted his ass off in oz and we loved every bit of every Very bit much of so but i don't i don't know buster well enough to care yeah i mean i mean like the only other thing that i i can remember him from is scrooge other than being Buster, but like I remember him from Scrooge, and like he was the ghost of Christmas past, and like he kind of was overacting there too. He was he was doing too much, but he was a ghost. So like I mean, you kind of chalk it up to nigga was a ghost. You know what I'm saying? I'm a ghost. So the next thing is that Saeed sees Beecher kissing a man behind the washing machines and stops him. Uh, Beecher is clearly acting out because he misses Chris and he wants to inflict pain on himself. Who the hell was that guy that he was kissing? I was like, Rando. I recognize that dude. I recognize that dude, but I could not figure out why Why I know that dude. You, I mean, either. I was just like, that's Joe Rando. Who? And so Saeed was like, you need to stop doing this. And Beecher was like, I know. But, you know, my kids, everything that happened to them is my fault. I feel badly, so I'm inflicting pain on myself. And I was like, damn, the hatred in this conversation is just, like, sad. Like, dude, just admit that you love Chris and stop saying that you're inflicting self-hate by... Uh, I don't think he was somebody. referring to Chris in regards to that. I think he was talking about just going around kissing anybody and doing no, anything. He's He's he was talking about how shitty his life was and it's all his fault and the fact that Chris doesn't love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he was I don't think he was saying I inflict hate on myself because I like Chris. I think he was saying I'm inflicting hate on myself, net, like doing all this fuck shit. Oh yeah, no, it was there's no question because Saeed tells him, Beecher, you're a slut. And so even Saeed like, was like, Hey man, he in, in, in Saeed's Muslim way. He was trying to say, he was saying like, you know, you don't fucking like those other dudes. <laughs> you do like Chris, but the fuck are you doing with these other people? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so uh, Father Ray goes to Keller in the gym and says, I want you to help save Beecher. Um, Keller's like, Beecher tried to kill me. Like he didn't try and kill Beecher. Oh, no, there was something else happening in that conversation. This is about talking about revisionist history. So he said that he killed Andrew. He didn't yes. kill Andrew. 
Schillinger killed Andrew. He set he set Andrew up for the fall, but Schillinger is the one who did the deed. So which like, was the which was the plan in the in the hall? Hold on, I got it. You know, you used to be addicted to alcohol, then heroin, but this obsession—that's the worst and the most dangerous. You addicted to dick. Hey, talking to you. Uh oh. I like it when you're rough. You're a slut, bitch. You sleep with anyone. <laughs> so? So how does that sex make you feel? You feel better about yourself? No, worse. Then why do it? Because at least I'm feeling something. I prefer to be happy. But self-hate will do in a pinch. Don't. Hate yourself. Why not? My son's dead because of me. My daughter's a mess because of me and Keller. Uh, Keller doesn't love me. But I tried this new detergent. It really seems to get the whites clean. <laughs> I fucked up my life. My, my my lover doesn't love me anymore, but I just saved a bunch of money on my cards. <laughs> like, honestly, honestly, I feel like, um, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like if Lee Turgenson chose to, he'd make a fantastic Joker. Yes. Especially if you mix this, if you mix Beecher with the character that he played in the first season of um, what's kind of like, uh, what's that, the the Purge TV show, that would be a perfect Joker. Hmm. So Hank Schillinger got off on the murder of Beecher's son on a technicality. And they can't try him again because of double jeopardy. So then Hank comes to see Vern after Hank is seen by Vern, but Vern doesn't say anything that Hank is over there macking on a black girl. But he's like, yo, can I get some money so I can go to Miami? And when I come back, we'll have family time, which after this whole job is done, that's exactly what it goes back to is, Hank like, yo, I'm only here for money. I don't even like you. Can I get some money? When I come back, it'll be family time. But that's the only that's the only reason why he did any of this. Yeah, he's still dangling in front of his dad, and his dad still doesn't see it, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was kikiing it up with that black girl. He really was. He was just like it was like like this ain't the first time he talked to a black person. I know Schillinger walked in there and was like, what the fuck are you what doing? The, hmm. She must have a tan, right? She ain't son. It's no son of mine. Speaking of son, can you give me some money so I can go to Miami? <laughs> you probably was going with Miami with her. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, Holly, well, after this happens, Beecher uh, goes to... Uh, while well, he's in the room with sister Pete and uh, Ray. 
and they're talking about yeah Tobias we have bad news bad news gee that's a change Hank Schindler got off on the murdering and the kidnapping charges what you mean he's free yes Evidently, when the arrest was made, the police didn't do something that they were supposed to do, and the judge just let Hank go free. On a technicality? Yeah. What happens next? Nothing. There's nothing that can be done. Okay. Tobias, aren't you going to stay and talk about this? If there's nothing to be done, what is there to talk about? Exactly. Your anger. Sister, you do not want to see my anger. My anger is massive, all-encompassing. I'm not afraid. Fine. Where the fuck have you been during all this shit? Tobias. What? Let him talk. I thought you actually cared, but only if it doesn't get in the way of your own fucking bullshit. You are nothing but a selfish cunt. Now, can I go? Yes, but think about something. There's only one person who really matters in all of this, and it's your daughter, Holly. Holly needs your strength. She needs her father! Just between y'all and myself, I thought that was the scene of that show. You think so? I thought it was well acted. But I love Lee Targetson. Like, I'm really, the more I watch this, the more I'm just, like, bummed out that he doesn't get more chances to shine. I'm, I'm like, what what reason did he have to turn on her other than the fact that he just wanted to leave? So he just figured, like, let me fuck with her enough to where they want me to leave. No, because she, he worked for her, and, you know, she started going through that ship, the seminary, and, you know, she started ignoring him. And then she was trying to he was trying to get her to help out with Keller and she refused. She's like, I'm not going around him. I'm not gonna go speak to him. And so that kind of shit kind of just spiraled out of control. And Beecher probably thought, you know, you were the person. And the thing is, it here's the thing. If you make the time to give someone special attention, you know, then that becomes an expectation. So, like, if especially in a position like that, like if you treat all the if you treat all the inmates the same then, you know, you're in the clear. You're treating them all the same. But if you decide to give an inmate special attention or extra care because you feel something towards that person, and then in that person's biggest time of need, you seem to be kind of aloof, that's going to rub that person the wrong way. I mean, it's not even an inmate. Let's be real. If you have somebody that you told, like, some of your deepest things to, like, she was the first person that he admitted that he loved Chris too. Mm -hmm. Like they have, he thought they had a bond. And I've been in situations where you feel like, okay, this person and I have this connection. We have this, this relationship. And I will tell you right now that if I came and tried to talk to Scar about something and Scar was going through something, me personally, I'd be, I would honestly transfer my stuff into taking care of whatever Scar was going through. But there's others who, if he wasn't able to, well, you were here for me every other time. We were able to talk every other time. You're not able to talk to me this time. 
go fuck yourself. And it may not be something that's actually long lasting. It may just be anger and hurt bubbling over at that point in time because she was literally never there while he was going through all this trauma. You mean kind of like that time I tried to call you? I told you that I the phone was on mute. I apologize. You just gonna keep holding that over a nigga's head. I called you right back the next day. The next you, day. I called you right back the next day. <laughs> I could have really been going through something, man. You really could have. And um but you weren't. No, honestly, I still whenever you mentioned, I feel badly about that. It's only when you mention it. That's the point. <laughs> Um, other than that, I just keep it pushing. I don't even think about how I let you down so badly. Um, well, you didn't actually let me down because there was nothing wrong. I was just calling just to call. So, after... but I pretended. I pretended uh, to people to everyone that's listening. I called Rashani one day and I pretended like I was really going through something because he didn't answer the phone because I knew it would make him feel guilty because I'm a jerk sometimes and I'm a I am a I am a horrible internet bestie. Eh, you're not bad. I like you. So Holly will be seeing Holly will be coming to Oz. I think they said three times a week. Why? Uh, so then she can build a relationship with her father because she's the only one left. I I don't I don't understand. It's, it's the same thing that you know the Saeed said to him is that you know you know what 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 he decides to do later and it's just like you're gonna basically put yourself into death row so what does that mean for your what you know what does that mean good for your daughter and he's just like well i can't do nothing good for my daughter either way i'm fucking here can't do anything good for her now like what you asking me to do so what scar's talking about is uh after he finds that he'll be seeing holly three times a week um Schillinger comes to deliver the mail to Sister Pete, you know, just doing his job. And um, Beecher tries to strangle him. They get pulled apart and Beecher tells Schillinger, you fucking he, wait. He legion to boom that nigga like, yo. <laughs> he, he's just like, he likes, he he tackled the shit out of him. It's like, yo, did you, play, you used to play football, dog? <laughs> and so what Beecher decides to do is go to Chucky and ask Chucky if he can put a hit on Hank. And so Chucky's like, I don't really want to do that. How do I know you're not working with the feds? You're going to get me caught up. Um, what if I do this and then you get me sent up? I don't I don't know. What, what proof do you have? And Beecher's like, because while you're killing Hank, I'm going to be killing his daddy. Chucky's like, I'm down for that. I can do that. All right, yes, sir. So after that, Saeed confronts uh, Beecher about uh, the path that he's going down. You gonna see your daughter? Yep. First time since the kidnapping. That'll be good for her. And for you. Listen, I saw you talking with Pankamo. You saw me with Pankamo? Yeah. Doesn't take a rose color to figure out what's in play. You're gonna have Hank Schillinger killed, aren't you? What's the matter? Aren't you gonna deny it? 
You killed Andrew Schillinger's son. He killed Gary, your son. Now you want to kill Hank? Beecher, when is all this madness going to end? After I kill Schillinger. And then you will end up on death row. And what good are you going to be to your daughter then? Look at my door now. I mean, in the... I mean... I mean... I'm actually struggling with this. Because Beecher's kids would be fine if Andrew was alive. And Beecher did kind of set it up to where his dad was like, I don't, I can't fuck with my son anymore. All Beecher did was make Andrew better person. He did. Wasn't, he was like, don't be racist anymore. You don't have to be like that. And then, and then Schillinger was like, fuck, you know, you're not going to be racist anymore. I got to kill you. I can't have a non-racist son. Exactly. And he, he didn't want I mean, the, and the weird thing about it is, right, I don't think part of it is about the racism. I think part of it was like the gay part, because that's what he was taunting Schillinger with. He was taunting about he was taunting him about having sex with his son. And it's just like, well, you forced yourself on Beecher. Also, if if that was the issue. I don't understand the logic of killing your son. <laughs> if someone wants to have sex with your son or hurt your son, you jump to, well, fuck it, might as well take my son out. Right? <laughs> like, that's that's a weird jump to me. You ain't gonna fuck my son. I'm gonna fuck my son. Life up. Like, that's, that's, it's, it's a mentality that I can't even see Schillinger actually having. I can. It's the no, I think I can see that mentality because it's a typical man mentality, right? Like I can I can cheat on my lover, but like don't let that motherfucker cheat on me. It's the exact same mentality. Like I can do this to someone, but don't you do this to to don't you do this to me. And he took that per he took and he took that personally. But like <laughs> <laughs> but, nigga, <laughs> nigga, I saw that goddamn video. That, he took that that last dance video. I saw that shit. Yeah, and he took that personally. So, like, I mean, it's just like everything. Like, it's it's all just a big. Now, see, here's the here's the part that I that I find. I understand Beecher feeling the way that he feels. He feels that all of this is his fault. He does, yes. But he he is not directly responsible for any of this. He he's not, not directly he's not directly responsible for Andrew's death. He's not directly responsible for what happened with his kids. In fact, he was trying to do something good, but they convinced him not to say anything. Hmm? And that's what got shit twisted because they convinced him it's the father's fucking fault. It's the father's fault. Is is Father Ray's fucking fault that this shit got to the way that it was? It's not Beecher's fault. It's Father Ray's fault because Father, Father Ray, Ray knows that. That's why he's doing all this shit to try to fix it. 
Yes, because his father Ray's fault. Because father he's also Ray was... doing all this shit because you know, fucking Miguel is still escaped, and that's usually the person they have him attached to the hip with. Just gonna yeah. put that out there. Yeah, I'm not sure how Miguel is not in Puerto Rico by now, or exactly. no, Puerto Rico's part of the United States at that point. I don't know how he's not in somewhere in Canada or Mexico. At somewhere. this point, he should be in a different country. At this point. Exactly. Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. I'm going to preface this by saying that, you know, I'm not naming any names. However, one thing I've learned in a word to the wise, don't trust any bitch named Jen. Let me tell you something, bitch. Let me tell you something, bitch. Let me tell you something, bitch. The dick snapped harder than Judy Funny at a poetry slam. Let me tell you something, bitch. We are living in the aftermath of Reaganomics. Let me tell you something, bitch. Go eye for an eye with me and end up with astigmatism, honey. Let me tell you something. If you're going to listen to this podcast and you recognize my voice, don't play any of it for either one of my grandmamas, okay? They done survived this pandemic and this might kill them. Let me tell you something, bitch. I remain anonymous to protect the guilty. Let me tell you something, bitch. Streaming everywhere. What's going on, everyone? This is your girl, Julene, host of It Goes Down in the PM. We talk about everything from work, motherhood, local celebrities to comic books. Tune in every Friday at 1 o'clock to find out what really goes down in the PM. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you can get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-o-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. So, after uh, Beecher gets to actually hug his daughter and and see uh, Holly and everything, he's like, you know what, I can't be this person. He goes and he asks Chucky to call off the hit. And I feel like this is like literally, let's see. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. When Saeed goes to talk to Beecher, he's getting dressed to go see Holly. When Beecher puts the hit on Hank, was that not the same day? It seems like it was the same day. It seems like the same day. But by the time he gets back from his visit with Holly, Chucky's like, yeah, that motherfucker's already dead. And we buried him where nobody could find him, which I took to mean that Hank got caught up in fucking Florida. Probably. But how'd they, how'd he get there? How'd they find him? Either that or... They're lying. They 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 didn't find him. I feel like they're lying. I do. Yeah, it's quite possible that they are that they are lying. Which would be great. Um well, it won't matter because all Shiller girls are gonna think is my son left to Miami. He ain't never coming back to see my ass. Well, yeah, but 
I mean, that should be on Schillinger. Schillinger's got to see my son never liked me in the first place, and I admit that I was a piece of shit to him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. I know it's never going to fucking happen, but at the same time, that's the only thing that can Schillinger is the worst person in a building full of horrible people. Yes, and he's good at it. <laughs> he's good at being awful. No. I don't I don't think they I don't think they actually did it. I, I I can't remember. So I'm not saying this from something that I know. I don't think they actually did it. I think it would be dope if Hank actually ended up in Oz too. Yeah. And if Hank started hanging out with the black guys. Yep. Yeah. Cause I feel like he'd be just like Chet Chet Hanks and shit. Yeah. Um I mean I mean, I mean he likes black pussy. He might as well like black boy pussy too. I'll stand in the corner. So um, Chucky tells him that a bullet went straight through Hank's brain and Hank has simply disappeared off the face of the earth, which, okay. Um, the next thing that happens after that is that Rebido gets out of the hole and he goes and he talks to Quarns. Quarns is like, look, I have nearly no violence at all in Emerald City except for your ass. I'm going to need you to cut it out. And right. so he's like, okay. And he goes and he talks, he goes back down to his pod where the mole is. And he tells the mole, I'm so sorry. And he hands, he holds out his hand to shake hands with them to, to show that he's sorry. Cause that's how old guys do it. And the mole doesn't shake his hand. And then Rebido collapses. Here's my question. Rebido collapses screaming, get out of my head. Stop talking to me. Turns out he has a brain tumor. Here's my question. He's probably had this brain tumor for a while. Is this the God he's been hearing from? Probably. And if this is the God that he's been hearing from, how do he still get all these answers? I think we'll get an answer to that at some point. I'll be good. I'd be really angry at the show if they don't. Well, they didn't tell us how to fuck what happened with Augustus. I have I have an answer on Hank, but I'm not gonna say it. I just looked up the 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 actor and how many episodes that he's in. Okay. Well, we know he's not dead because otherwise you would have said he's dead. He doesn't have any more episodes. So don't worry about it. We'll find out later. Um, I, I know how you work now, Scar. So uh, after I don't, whether, I don't know whether he shows up dead. He woke up dead. Um, I remember when they kicked that nigga off Sports Center for saying that shit. He went to sleep, and the next morning he woke up dead. <laughs> like what the fuck? Um, but he has a brain tumor. He gets shipped off for emergency surgery. Uh, the mole is like, I gotta be there with him. He's gonna need me. I didn't shake his hand. I feel bad. Mark's like, man, shut up. Rebido calls for his mo- for the mole. He calls for Dr. Nathan, he calls for his mama, and then he gets wheeled out on a gurney. And the next thing we see is the mole digging yet another hole with a spoon and making real fucking progress. I told you, she rock. The next thing that happens is that Supreme Allah thinks that Mobe's undercover. And so Adebisi tells Poet that the next time Mobe makes a sale, he wants him to be there to witness it. So Leo tells Mobe to call his lieutenant to get another undercover in Oz to be the buyer. 
So that undercover comes in for one day and then leaves? Uh, also, they're selling drugs in the open and ain't nobody stopping them. They're just selling drugs in the lunchroom. And, 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 and now the warden is aware. You know what I mean? Like the warden is aware that like the, the selling of drugs is rampant through this place. And in order for me to get close, close to these people, I got to sell drugs to somebody and they got to see me do it. So like, now, you know, I don't understand how he doesn't have, what, what is he trying to figure out who the connect is? Like how they get into drugs. I think that's what that has to be what he's trying to figure out. Cause he's got to have plenty of evidence to know who's selling drugs in Oz. Yeah. He wants he wants to know where how it's coming in and how to shut it down. Mm-hmm. But honestly, this whole thing is just. I, I hoped I was hoping that the warden would say, "Call your lieutenant and have them pull you the fuck That's out." That's what of I here. thought he was gonna say. You know what? You in too deep. You're done here. You're done. You look ashy as fuck. Yeah, and then it's like you know they keep talking every time they talk about the warden. They say the warden is what like way too distracted by this campaign, but like. <sighs> I mean, he does say, look, call your lieutenant and get somebody else in here to buy the drugs. I got to figure out which one of these headshots look best. Yeah, he don't even give a fuck about the drug sales. No, not at all. He gives a fuck about... No, well, of course he doesn't. He already told Quarms that it's okay to allow drugs. True. And Quarms... No, uh, he said he told Quarms he could do what he want to, just don't fuck up. This is very much fucking up to me. Um, so the next thing that happens is that Augustus is talking with the detective about Bruno. Uh, Augustus is like, he fell down the elevator shaft. It was an accident. And the detective is like, nah, uh, I heard he got murdered. I heard he was pushed. Like, who the fuck told you? I know, I know you're just doing detective games and shit. And so Augustus is like, yeah, whatever. I wasn't there. Yeah, let me tell you what what this scene reminded me of. Have either of you ever played L.A. Noir? Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed how like sometimes you go to like press the button and say like, "Hey, doubt the doubt something that the person just said," and they just go and he just goes clear the fuck off like, "Bitch, I know you did it," and it's like, "Whoa, calm down." Like I, I told you, you to doubt, not blow the shit up. Right, you're you're showing your hand right now, copper. I'm like, fuck out of here. Like, and that's exactly what this cop did. It's like, and then like, the, and then the cop goes, he knows something. Like, he didn't tell you that he knew shit. I'm gonna let you. Sit, I'm gonna let him sit alone and think about what he knows, and something's gonna happen. And what happens is this: Augustus is a nice guy who killed a cop. That's what they want us to think. Augustus is literally the conscience of Oz. That's why they always have him saying shit. Have you noticed that they let the prisoners take over the first part of their videos now? No. Yeah, every every of every of the the new videos about what they did, they said prisoner number so and so so name, and then, and then they he say, says I the, know that I, I noticed that, and then he uh, says the rest. I noticed that uh, Brown was saying it, but I didn't yeah. notice anybody else doing it. I didn't notice Eli saying it. Buster, yeah, Buster definitely says his says the first part, prisoner number, blah, 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 his name, and then 
and then hmm. you're not ready to take some for the rest. They, okay. I, I, that's something I just noticed in this episode. I don't know if they've done it before, but this is the first time that I've noticed that they have that they've said anything during these. Yeah, I'm gonna have to keep an eye out on that because you know those are something that I do try and uh, keep track of for the show. Um, but yeah, so he goes. Augustus goes back and he's talking with Mobay, and. Uh, he realized that Mo Bay and him are alike in that uh, they're both cop killers. But the difference is, is that Mo Bay doesn't feel badly about killing a cop. Yo, my thing is this. He, you know, he says, he says, uh, you know, I feel bad about what I did. And then he was just like, you don't feel bad about what you did? He was like, no, that dude was an asshole. Bitch, how you know? You know True. what I mean? The dude was there for like one day. True. It was oh, like, they did say what he did. I forget what he did, but whatever he, I remember what he did was kind of fucked up. The what the cop did? Yeah. The cop set up a um a, a gun by killed the killed the dude and took all everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he took the gun, he took the guns and kept the money. The only thing we don't know is whether or not the person he killed was a job ass nigga. He did do that too. Of us, the same Mobay, cop killers. Except every single day, I wish I could take back what I'd done. Gurgen was a monster. Yeah, it takes a monster to kill a monster, right? I guess so. The way that uh, Mobe looked at uh, Augustus when Augustus was turning his back on him to go to the table or whatever, Mobe's like, I should have killed you too. But at some point, this is going to have to come to a head real quick because now Augustus is starting to get that sense of decency that he got in himself when he told on Snake. Uh, That's what Augustus does. Augustus' role is literally the monster slayer. I, I know what happens. We know you know what happens, Scar. You can't say anything. Like, I know you're dying to, but no, don't. I, I want to say it so bad. Look, we're going to give y'all a 900 number to call Scar, and Scar can tell you what happened for $5 a minute. Because it's a, it's another it's another movie reference. No. I'm just saying, like, what no. another movie reference? No. I'm not going to say what movie it was. Okay, good. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it like how someone did me with Call of Duty. I don't even remember. I just somebody, remember. somebody, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Call of Duty Black Ops. And you know what? Was, there might be somebody who hasn't played it yet, but it's been out long enough. Go ahead. Yeah. He was, and so they were talking and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to do a separate podcast where we do a spoiler cast. And he was just like, all right, cool. But, you know, um, what's, what's, what's the movie with, um, with Brad Pitt and Fight um, Club? Yeah. He's, yeah. He goes, he goes, yeah. All I'm going to say, Fight Club. That's a that's a horrible thing to say because that literally gives everything away right there. Exactly. So that's what. So someone said that during a podcast after Blackouts first came out, and I hadn't finished. I hadn't quite finished the story. I would have thrown it to the side. Yeah. Yep. He totally said that shit. See, that's why. So so I'm not going to say the movie reference. I appreciate that. So the next thing that happens is that um, Supreme Allah. 
I mean, we've already talked right about how Arif has no power here. But Supreme Allah and Arif are like on two separate levels. And Supreme Allah runs up on a, on Arif while Arif is in the phone pod talking on the phone. And Arif, when he's by himself, is real, real cordial. Peace, black man. And Supreme Allah is like, you wishing me peace? You ain't going nowhere. So he went to Adebisi, asked him to grease me. Because I didn't wait for a brother to act towards another brother. Move. I could kill you right now. But you won't, because Adebisi promised Quarns no violence in M-City. Move. Okay, Reef. But watch where you walk in. You wouldn't want to get hit from something falling down from the sky, now would you? This nigga says, watch where you walking because you don't want to get hit by a piano walking while you walking down the sidewalk, right? Get hit by an anvil, you know, get hit by a table. <laughs> like something going to fall out the sky and knock you the fuck out. And so... He's Supreme Allah. Supreme Allah and his, like eight followers at this point in time who are blocking the door to make sure this conversation happens. So Arif leaves and he goes to Saeed and he's like, you know what? You want to be in charge? Huh? Huh? You want it? You want it? You want to be in charge again? Huh? A mom? Huh? Huh? Hey, a mom, a mom. You're right. I was wrong. Hey, a mom, please forgive me because I committed sins. And Saeed's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not your mom. Why not? You should, you should do it. You should please. Please, please, why not? Help me, Imam, help me. See, he did it wrong. Like you you know what Saeed's weakness is and you right. just have to appeal to his weakness. His weakness is his sense of justice. That is his weakness. Appeal to that. Don't just call him Im Im Imam and think that that's gonna do anything. You have to be like, yo, you see what's going on around here and you see that this shit is wrong. I need your help with doing something about it. That's how you appeal to him. That's how you get him on your side. I want to know why everybody's first complaint is that trash is on the floor. Because that's well, what they think people care about. No, because remember, that was part of the rules of M City. They were supposed to clean up after themselves and all of that other stuff. That's a part of the that's a part of the, you know, a, a part of their rehabilitation is being able to clean up fucking M City. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because remember when uh when they when they were like, we need to lay the law down in Oz with Sean after after McManus was gone. He was just like, I'm gonna make you fuckers clean up and I'm gonna I'm gonna take out all the smut magazines until you clean the fuck oh, yeah. up. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like come the fuck on man. I'm gonna take away the smut magazines until you clean the fuck up. And so um Let me see what else. Where are we at? Oh, so then they talk about Mondo. Mondo Brown was mur or was convicted on uh, April 10, 2000, murder in the first degree, uh, sentenced 27 years, but he's up for parole in 11. Unlike Eli, he's not going to die soon. But I got a question. Was that the 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 body the or the, the the what was left of that body? Was that a pregnant lady? It looked like it. 
Shouldn't that be a higher offense? You would think so. Skinning somebody and hanging them on a meat rack. How many years did he get? Uh, you know, 27. 27 years, that's it? That's it. He got more than Reba, though. Some old man who killed one person 50 years ago. Reba no, got, got, got the death penalty. Yeah, got the death penalty. <laughs> he stabbed the motherfucker in the neck, and that was it. This motherfucker skinned somebody, hung them, cut their legs off. Probably was going to eat them. You don't yeah, skin somebody if you ain't going to Reverse racism. Reverse racism. Oh, it gets weird. worse since we're talking about it. Um, so Mondo punches an Italian inmate, and the Italian tries to retaliate but gets sent to the hole. Chucky protests for the Italian being sent to the hole, and the black officer who jumped in in the first place punches Chucky in the face. The next thing that happens is we see that there's a whole lot of different shit going on in Adabisi cell, and they're getting it all on video. Yeah. Because obviously Leo never fucking visits M-City. Also, how'd the fucking video camera get in there? Chucky and Morales come to talk with Adabisi after this happens um, about the organization's direction. And uh, when he when they come to see Adabisi, Adabisi tells him straight out, yeah, we're going in a different direction than where y'all are right now. <laughs> Hello, boys. We got to talk. So talk. What the fuck are you doing? Who are your partners? You think you're going to fuck us over and we're just going to take it up the ass? Morales, nobody wants your ass. Johnson hits me with his fucking stick. Throw Zangie in a hole. That ain't the fucking deal out of BC. Besides, it's been 10 days since we've seen any green. You're pocketing the profits? Hmm? <laughs> no, there's plenty of profits. But there's been a change in the organization. How so? Well, you know, we three were partners. And now we're not. I don't need you boys anymore. looking to start a war? <laughs> you know, if there was a war, you'd lose. <laughs> Look around. See all these faces. Why the dude in the front is the most, the least intimidating person ever? They are all skinny ass kids. One got glasses and just looked like he stood. This nigga looked like he did the gel pose yeah, yeah, at the fucking dude. prom picture. Yeah, the dude, the dude that up front with the with the with the locks and the glasses, he mm -hmm. is the he's the least intimidating person in that in that frame. I'm gonna just stand up slow. Why is he in the front? <laughs> like, why you put him in the front? I'm gonna just stand up slow, and uh, you know, I'm a I'm a. That's how niggas look menacing when they do it in the lunchroom. Yeah, he's like the type of dude that like when Adebisi comes around, he goes, "I'm gonna tuck my eyes in." Like that's the kind of motherfucker he looks like. Exactly. So, um, after that happens, Adebisi's like, yo, y'all about to go to Unit B anyway. <laughs> like, here they come to come and get you in the first like, place. What are you talking about? And it was like, right on time. He was like, check <laughs> this out. And so, uh, Quern says that in their place, Supreme Alam Poet are now trustees. Which, again, means Adebisi's getting everything he wants. Um, and Why? So I don't understand this. Me neither. None of us do. Me neither. 
Why is he just giving Adam BC everything? For what? Because they're not doing shit? Then you already gave him shit. You don't have to keep giving him shit. Mm-hmm. But then after that, Adam BC and Saeed talk. And Adabisi is like, see, I told you you should have got down with me. Told you you should have been on my team. And Saeed is like, yo, speaking some of the realest truth I've heard in a long time. When he said, a bad system run by blacks is the same as a bad system run by whites. Mm -hmm. And it's so real. Like, yo, you can say that. You can change everything around us. But the fact of the matter is this system is still on top of us. And no matter what you do, y'all are still acting out as part of the system. It's You're not farm. running anything. You're not in charge of anything. It's Animal Farm. It's not even that. He's basically saying bad black people are just as bad as bad white people. Yes. <laughs> if y'all that, was, be terrible, that was Animal Farm yeah. where the, the bad animals are the same as the bad humans. Yeah. If you're going to be terrible, it don't really matter if you're black, if you're terrible. <laughs> or if you're going to be good, it don't really matter if you're white, if you're good. Like, if you're terrible, you're terrible. And BC is like black equals better. Mm-hmm. Four legs good. Two legs bad, but not anymore, bitches. Four legs good, two legs better. Right. So, so does Adebisi and them start wearing clothes and standing up on two legs? And- hey, we sleep on beds, but but we don't sleep under blankets. We we <laughs> use sheets. We sleep under the sheets instead. Right. <laughs> I love that book. I will be reading it on Ratchet Book Club. Um, but that's not a Ratchet book, is it, Ratchet? No, but I read Hood Classics and Good Classics. Okay. Hood and, Classics and, and Good Classics. That's a good fucking tagline. Thank you. And Animal Farm is a great classic. Like, yeah. one of my favorite books of all time. Real talk. And this is literally, you know... Shout and, out to my nigga Old Major. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Boxer's ass. I will work harder. Um, <laughs> But this is literally chaos it is devolved into chaos and everybody sees it except for quarns and quarns may see it but he's getting what he wants so he's like the fuck y'all gonna do but i'm just this still falls on leo like yes. all of this falls on leo there are, is person after person coming to him complaining about what's going on in emerald city and leo's like i told him he could do whatever he wants how does that make you look? How does that make you look as a leader? And McManus says the realest shit ever. You know, he's like, "Do you understand what's going on in M City?" He was like, "I ain't had no, I ain't had no violence since I've been here. And violence is down. We straight. At what cost?" Mm-hmm. And then he just walks the fuck out of the meeting that he was already late I for. <laughs> I love how he just be like, "Fuck y'all, I'm not dealing with this bullshit." Exactly. Every time he shows up to a meeting, it's some bullshit. Pretty much. And um, the white folks in Unit B, which is where all the white folks are being moved to, are now starting to mount up because Morales and, and Chucky are there now, too. And so Schillinger goes to talk to 
uh, McManus, and he that's when he tells McManus, this is what's going on in M-City. You need to be fired up because if you don't do something, the Blacks in here are going to hear what was happening over there in Emerald City, and they're going to want to rise up the same way they're rising up over there. So we need to make this area whites only. And McManus like, get the fuck out of my face with that racism. Oh, no. Schilliger may not be that wrong. <laughs> like. Yo, in, in this instance, I don't think he's wrong. Because either way it goes, either the black folks are going to be preyed upon because they're because of what's happening in Emerald City, or they're going to start acting out because of what's happening in Emerald City. Either way it goes, it'll probably be best for you to get them the fuck out of our face. Yep. Mm -hmm. So after that happens, they have the uh, they have the meeting where, as you said, McManus shows up late as fuck and him and Quarns uh have their first talk yeah have they spoken before now not that i know of the new electric perimeter fencing will go into operation next wednesday as of then we'll be able to eliminate the 24-hour watchtower surveillance which should save us countless man hours hey, sorry i'm late Emerald City is a shit house. <laughs> There's garbage all over the place. Oh. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> Your shit is nasty, nigga. <laughs> Yo, that's my dude, bro. I love McManus. I mean, <laughs> like, the way he slapped the fucking the shit down on the table, you just hear that slap. Emerald City is a shit house. I'm sorry I'm late. <laughs> Bitch, you guessed it. Like... <laughs> Okay. And in unit B, you can eat off the floor. Enough. The motherfucker's jealous of me. Jealous? That's right, jealous. Martin, please. No, he knows that since I took over M-City, there's been next to no violence. My system works. At what price? Huh? At what fucking price? If Augustus is the conscience of Oz, it, it 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 that's exactly what I was gonna say, and it pains me to that it took me this long to come to that realization. McManus is the heart of Oz. Mm -hmm. Fine, Brandon, you're right. I admit it. I was wrong. The warden is the genitals. He is only thinking about his own interests. <laughs> 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 you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. The warden ain't shit. McManus is dope. Um, it it it's it's out there in the open, and actually, as it is, the warden is more like the governor, whom I despise, than McManus would ever be. Mm -hmm. Um. So Saeed then gets a chance to talk to uh, McManus. And um, he pretty McManus much agrees. Ignores, McManus ignores the shit out of him at first. But then he doesn't. And that's when he finds out that uh, that Saeed agrees with what uh, McManus and what uh, even Schillinger have been saying about how this place is going down in flames or going up in flames, whichever one it may be. Out of BC. Hey, why are you coming to me? Talk to Quirns. I am. 
Corns is willing to turn a blind eye to what IWC is doing as long as order is maintained. Then talk to Glenn. I've tried that too. He seems indifferent. Distracted. Because of his election campaign. No. It's up to you and me. You and me? IWC needs to be shut down and fast. If that means eliminating Quarrens. So be it. You have a plan? Yeah. I have a plan. His plan is to join uh, Adabisi. Take down the system from the inside. I think think his plan seems to be right now what I would think that his plan is. I don't know what his plan is. I don't, because I don't remember this part of the story, but I think he wants to be close enough to where he might be able to get his hands on that tape. I thought he was trying to oh, get what tape? To the one that they were making in the room with the video camera. Yep. I mean, they were, the camera is pointed directly at a motherfucker like snorting coke. Are you like, talking about in Adabisi's room? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was trying to get close enough to kill Adabisi. I don't think he's going to kill anybody. I don't think he's going to kill him, but... Mm. Mm. But, so... Uh, he goes to Adabisi and he's like, you know what, Adabisi, I changed my mind. You're right. Adabisi's celebration includes trying to make Saeed's kufi <laughs> sit on the back of his head like Adabisi's hat does. Don't I don't understand this. Now I can raise you as my equal. Together, there's nothing we can do. Nothing. Nothing. Plan, but they just say nothing for like another yeah. two minutes while they all do pelvic thrusts like Michael Jackson on that uh it's, part of Smooth Criminal where nobody's not, doing anything on the on the Moonwalker uh movie when they're yeah, all just standing there dark and ah, cha, cha, cha. <sighs> now it's it's really like the I guess in this case nothing is the equivalent of showing up in any place around black people. And like you can get a black person to pretty much do anything as long as you and a group of people around him rhythmic rhythmically say a you can get them to do anything. You can get you can get somebody to come all the way out their character as like depending on the rhythm of the A, you can get twerking. Why are you twerking? Yeah, say you want them to twerk. Say a fa- rhythm rhythmically faster. <laughs> so um, the next thing that happens is that Clayton's mom comes to see Leo. She has a poster of the governor with the fucking bullseye on it, and she's like, "I don't know where Clayton's at." 
So and did then the most unexplainable part. Wait, I got of, this of the episode. The governor is conducting a speech at Oz, talking about violence like he's always talking about. He has all of his speeches it seems at Oz, and somehow. The same guy who got fired loudly and publicly at this same facility and then gave a firearm to an inmate and then got arrested for somebody getting killed with that firearm is still able to just waltz his ass in the eyes with the goddamn blammer and pull a weapon on the governor. Yeah, how the fuck did he get into prison? Like, and, and how the fuck did he get into prison with a gun? He got like, a haircut. Nobody telling. recognized him. That is horrible storytelling. That's not just bad storytelling. That's horrible storytelling. He got a haircut. And that's a horrible haircut. Let's be honest. It's bad. It, it's a haircut. That's the haircut that fucking, um, not Samoan Joe, Taz. That's a Taz flat top. <laughs> that, that definitely is a Taz. How did he not kill the damn governor? He cut the governor in the back and in the leg after screaming, fuck you. But the governor, we can already tell the governor ain't going to fucking die. In fact, this is only going to help his chances of becoming governor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and like he was given a speech about being tough on crime and getting them the new vests that are stab proof. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I mean, you're just making this easier for him. Mm -hmm. You know, every time that the governor is about to get in trouble or lose or something like that, a black person does something to save his campaign. Yep. The first time that he was about to go down, I think Leon fucking killed somebody. No, no, Jiggy Walker. Jiggy popped up out of nowhere for no, one but fucking think, episode and but, lied about selling about selling Leon, him dope. Leon gave him his green light to bring the death penalty back. He did, yes, but that wasn't when he was in trouble. He was in trouble. Remember when Jiggy popped up, that was when the governor, the affair. The yeah. fallout from the affair was happening and him using funds for something else. And then Jiggy popped up and said that he was selling, that he sold him dope. And he was like, because Jiggy lied, I can say that everything else was a lie. But also like when, when, you know, he and then he had to deal out, deal with the fallout of what happened for the riot. Mm-hmm. And then he basically blamed the whole shit on the warden and mm-hmm. the warden ate that shit. To become... Governor, Lieutenant Governor. This whole shit is fucking incredible. Period. How the fuck did he get in that prison? I just don't. That that that'll never make sense to me. I mean, they should have been like, "Yo, when he brought him a when she brought him a poster with a bullseye on it." At that point in time, they should have been like, "Yo, the governor's at risk." The governor is supposed to be your man's at this point. Why did why does the governor not have his whole staff should be on the lookout for this dude? And the governor should have a man's up front, right? Did he sign in? Exactly. Did he go through the scanner? I, it's McManus. Did he say hi? Did he it's say McMan- No, this whole shit is McManus's fault. You want to know why? You want to know why? Yeah, why? Because McManus took Sean away from the front desk. I was about to say, did did, did he say <laughs> hi to Murphy? <laughs> McManus took Sean away from the first front from the front desk. The, the, Sean was the first line of defense at that point. Man, 
I'm just—it's it's it's ridiculous. Blaming McManus on this. This whole thing was just absolute bullshit. Brandon, what do you think? I think it's bad writing. It's terrible writing. Like, ah, oh God, it made me mad. Like, how the fuck did he get in here? His mom literally, this is like a nigga calling you ahead of time and saying, hey, I just looked under my son's bed and there's a map of his school with bullseyes on the doors of some of the doorways and a date and a time and which door he's entering from. And y'all still don't do shit. I saw him live stream a modded version of Doom with his school and showing how he planned on. See, y'all missing it. Y'all not looking at it like smart people. Glenn Damn, wanted that hurts. him to die so that he, he could become all the governor and be governor. <laughs> no, but that, but it can't. But in order for you to be governor, the shit you can't have to be happen in first. your prison. No, the shit can't happen in your prison. Well, even more than that, you have to be elected. Like he, he, he's not lieutenant governor yet. He's gonna yeah. be lieutenant governor on re-election. But it happened in your prison, and you didn't get hit. Like that, that it doesn't boost and, you. If and you don't the get... nigga who shot you, or the nigga who shot the governor, you and his family are like this. Y'all are tight. They would never know that. Somebody gonna know. Clayton will say something. You, he is clearly off the ticket at this point. You do realize that, right? That's a, <laughs> that's supposed to be amazing. Them. That's supposed to be gonna amazing. Put Clayton in eyes like that makes sense. And, and then they already made. They've already made. Uh, uh, you know, the governor and the, the governor's aide, that lady, already said you need to get your man's under control because you on a real thin rope. <laughs> exactly. She already said you need to get Clayton under control. He's been speaking out against the governor and riling people up and all of this other stuff. And then your man show up and shoots the governor. You off the motherfucking ticket, dog. Sorry, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> to quote Vince McMahon. So I still say Adabisi is the MVP of this episode. I would say so. No. Who you got, Brandon? O'Reilly, because he got Claire sucking his dick and murdering people for him. He got a blowjob. He got to fuck, and he got to kill an enemy. That is a good three-way. Yeah. I'm not sure you beat that in prison. You know what's and he got to punch Schillinger. That's a good hand. Yeah. That's a good hand. You know what will beat that? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. 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 (laughs) Like (laughs) what the fuck? He started standing, he stood up on the table like, are you not entertained? Like, nigga, if you'll sit your ass down somewhere. Oh my gosh. All right, Scar, you got anything coming up? Uh, Nothing new. Same old, same old. Nothing. Brandon, you got anything? I got something for uh, the evergreen content because I want to make sure this is is set in stone and remembered forever. Playoff P is back. Never forget that. Y'all listening to this in 2022 or 2025 or 2027 or 2021. Always remember playoff P. Playoff P about to be on his playoff couch. Playoff. It's kind of kind of simplicity. Negro is the Spanish word for black. So Negro. 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 
That's playoff P. <laughs> That's him when he heard them other coaches talking shit about his performances. He just digging through the wall. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get my name back. Pandemic P. That's all I have to say. I just need to make that into perpetuity. Playoff P. This episode is dedicated to the work and the masterful performance of Playoff P. I thought this nigga. I thought this episode was dedicated to the niggas who were down from day one. Welcome to death row. Mm-mm. Sorry, Mm-mm. I, I watched uh, Shred Out of Compton again a few days ago. Um, yeah, which, which Shred you know, Compton? yeah. Um, going back to single serving, you know where that sample came from? Bam! Like we always Listen. do about this time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah so shut up so um if y'all want to leave a review you can go to pod chaser matter of fact we have a review almost forgot Ooh, but then i remembered not as stupid as i think i is which isn't very stupid at all you're not going to take advantage of me today maybe tomorrow but not today so we the fuck are you talking about, Derek? I have no idea. Anyhow, five-star review from Woods Kitty. Uh, watching Oz for the second time this summer and glad to have found this podcast. Their discussions are interesting, amusing, and insightful. They bring up so many good points and questions about the plot. Thanks to the guys for creating this. I mean, I'm shocked that nobody else is asking these questions about this plot. Exactly. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I've seen all of this before, and I ain't asked none of these questions then. Oh, I, I guess I'm really critical. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not overly. I'm not. I'm. I mean, not back then. I wasn't overly critical back then. I mean, I was a younger man. Yeah. But yeah. like, but like, I wasn't overly critical back then, and I should have been because there's so many fucking holes <laughs> and like so many miss. So like, how the fuck did Clayton get into the fucking prison? Also, <laughs> Augustus was talking about a goddamn senator worried about his the fucking constituents. A senator is elected statewide. The senator doesn't give a fuck where the prisoners are in terms of. <laughs> of, in terms of population, we, yeah. In terms of population, that don't mean shit to them. And more people in your state doesn't make you a more powerful senator. That's the entire, that's the entire fallacy of the Senate is that it disproportionately represents smaller parts of the country because a senator in Wyoming has the same amount of power in their vote as a senator from California with fucking twenty times as many people. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I was listening to that as, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what? I really, I really, and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I was paying very little attention to his monologue this episode. I was paying attention to it because it's, it, it was, it was quite deep. And when Brandon just said that, it completely killed anything else he was saying. That that Augustus was saying, it was fake deep about how the prison population helps out the government. Yeah, it was it was whole teppy as fuck, dog. I, I mean, I mean, his next episode, he gonna start talking about chemtrails. Oh, this ain't nine <laughs> eleven. Well, you know what? This show, 
this episode, they're going to run into 9-11, aren't they? They are. Oh, my God. I can't and wait to see what Oz does for 9-11. Jesus and, Christ. And Oz, and Oz ends on another one of those those crises that was happening at the time. Oh, my the God. The way that the show ends, it ends on one of those, like, very, very at-the-time crisis. Oh, I hate when shows do that, and I'm really going to hate it when Oz does it. So y'all can leave a review for us on Podchase. You can leave a review on on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, uh, Overcast, wherever you really want to. Just make sure you let us know where you left it at because I don't want to go hunting. Um, you can email us at returntooswald at gmail.com. We do greatly appreciate the emails that we've received thus far, and we do answer y'all back one by one. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter. Brandon is on Twitter at that cool blick nerd. That's B-L-K. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm on Twitter at Rashani, and the show is at Return to Oswald. And you can leave a voicemail at 916-633-1537. Um, I think that's it. Did I get everything? Did I leave anything out, y'all? Seriously? Nope. I think we got it. Okay, cool. Cool. And I did that all in one breath. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm proud of you too, sir. Thank you. And I'm not even fake proud. I'm actually... That's me. Fucking roll, model. You motherfucking brat. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.